Let me say something. Like, when I get some money, like Gucci man, I'm gonna be like, I'm the king. I'm like, you know, I, Gucci, like, who's the king? Who's better than me? I was like, Gucci, everybody's better than me. But I fuck with Gucci, don't get it twisted. I fuck with Gucci, but hey, nigga, a lot, nigga. A lot of niggas. <laughs> but that's the thing you gotta say, number. You gotta say. <laughs> gentlemen this is another episode of the dream differed podcast uh this person i'm about to introduce to you i met randomly when i moved into the manchester neighborhood um i had jumped on yelp because i was new to the south side born and raised in the north side um and west end for the most part and one day i just happened to be walking my dog down the street and saw a giant green bee on a storefront i had to figure out what that was immediately so i went home and took my dog back and when I came back, I met the coolest person I've ever met in my life. Um, Fucking coolest person in the entire life. He had told me uh, his story almost immediately about how he came down from, you know, I'm not going to go into a story. I'm going to let AJ Brewer, uh, our man of the hour, <laughs> go into our podcast. No, that's just staying on there. I'm going to cut the shit out. Um, AJ, how you doing today, brother? Great, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing? That was an incredible introduction. It's so good. Greatest it's person. It's so good. So Coolest awful. person that he's ever met. Yeah. I've been life. working on this for a couple of weeks, so I, yeah. I got you. I, got you. I mean, because the truth you. is, you know, high school, you get your superlative and college. <laughs> no, <laughs> but then you get in the real world and you mess with thousands of people. And, and out of thousands of people that you've ever guy, met, man. that is an incredible. <laughs> Oh, this is the first. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying, dog. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Right. Okay, bring it back, guys. We got it. We're in here. All right. We're good. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, AJ, I didn't say a damn thing about what it was you actually did. <laughs> That was um, the introduction. <laughs> that was great. So, AJ. Yeah. Can you tell us what exactly it is that you are, who you are? Because I didn't do a good job. Yes. Um, man, I'm Parker's daddy. Right? Everybody knows Parker. Shout out to Parker. I was going to bring Parker here. Shout out to Parker. Oh, you should. Y'all got to keep me in a straight line because I was about to go off on Parker, too. Uh, so let's get back online. You got to cut that. What else do I do? I have a coffee shop. Shout out um, Brewer's Cafe. Brewer's Cafe, yeah, man. Um, getting ready to open up uh, Brewer's Waffles. Mm. In uh, Manchester on Hall Street, um, I run an art gallery called the Well Art Gallery. Mm. <sighs> it's like everybody's like, "Oh man, that's great!" I'm just like going like this the whole time, like, oh, so much to do." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, I am grateful, so let me not do that. Uh, I, uh, I I run an art <laughs> gallery or own an art gallery um, next door to the Waffle Shop that's on Hall Street. Uh, it's called the Well Art Gallery. Um, 
I'm opening another Brewers Cafe in uh, Churchill at Exclusive. the grocery yes. store. Exclusive. Get in that white neighborhood. <laughs> I'm leaving that on it. When did you find out you were going to be oh, in this new grocery store? In the grocery store. Um, this past summer? Yeah. I um, I was approached by the money guys. And, so, so um, I was a good people. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some money for me. That would be great. But, uh-huh. you know, they were like, hey, man, no, you give you a fishing rod if you want to come fish with us. And, I thought it was a really good idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I told him that it was something that I would really want to do anyway. You know, being grocery stores, like, come on, bro, I don't want to do anything but just serve coffee all day. Yeah. The food complicates things so much. And so if you can generate enough people through a grocery store, it's like, wow, I hope, I hope this kills it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a really good idea. And I grew up over there. <laughs> um, because I went to school over there, you know, so uh, I ride my bike over there all the time. I go to Front Porch Cafe all the time. Is that front, front Porch? porch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a perfect match. So, like, with that new Brewers Cafe coming, what's going to happen with the one on Southside? Um, no, nothing. It's going to stay open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sales and we just have to hire more people. Uh, you, you had me a little worried where you was like, Look at me, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we're gonna grow, we're growing, man. We're going to grocery store, yeah, no, I mean, nothing's gonna happen. Hopefully, we just keep making money, yeah. That's gonna, my hope. You're gonna anti gentrify, uh, Churchill, anti reverse, but you know, for, for now, shoot, that area, that area still got a lot of soul left in it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be the anti anything. I just want to make sure I'm doing my part to um, do what I feel is the right decision. So, you know. Do you feel like you've been able to do that in Manchester so far? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I am. Um, I feel like, you know, with us having three locations over there, it's like, uh, you know, my heart's in the right space. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what we've been able to accomplish there and uh, what the future looks like and how the neighborhood <clears throat> is like embraced me and accepted me so um i couldn't have it any other way so we talked about true sorry go ahead so i i really do have to ask because manchester is one of richmond's like slower growing neighborhoods what made you choose manchester um i would argue that manchester is the fastest growing neighborhood in the entire state of virginia Mm. i'll argue that's how fast that neighborhood business-wise um, the 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 general um, population of that neighborhood is like explosive. It is it is um, it is you know front page New York Times uh, you know billions of dollars coming into this neighborhood like excessively. Like you know the problem is it's not a lot of homes you know mm-hmm. so you know might see no ownership but you know these big money guys are making tons of money moving people into that neighborhood. Um, I wish I could just give me a little corn, a little crumb of that time, <laughs> but um, I would say that the second part to the second answer, the answer to the second part of your question is um, I lived there. Mm-hmm. That's where my home was. My um, I spent a lot of time in Blackwell as a kid. Um, 
with different friends, family, and the church home <laughs> was in that uh, in that neighborhood. And um, shout out the First Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I grew up and I moved to uh, my first like beautiful home, bro. Like scroll down on my Instagram and find my fucking apartment, bro. It was like <laughs> seventeen hundred square feet, like thirteen hundred dollars, like twelve fifty. It was like a steel and brick walls, and, like ceilings, these <laughs> big ass windows. It was the perfect thing. Um, and I just, I wanted, I was like, wow, I'm in the South Side, I'm downtown, like, I'm fucking Nino Brown, you know, I feel real good, like, I did it right, like, people fuck with me, and you know, I did it right, so, um, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna do it right here, like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live it, I'm gonna move to a neighborhood, and, you know, be on some, you know, real plotting and scheming type of shit, I'm gonna definitively, like, anchor myself into this community and stay here forever. Mm. You know, what does that mean? What's that look like? This is exactly what it looks like, you know. So what is that I guess what is the community giving I mean, back? Not forever, to? I don't know. Yeah. Forever <laughs> long, <laughs> long, you know? But I mean, yeah, I wanna be here, you know, because it's important to me. So what does that I guess what does that look like? What is the community, I guess, giving back to you? What's the reception then, especially with these big money guys coming in and buying up the rest of the area? <laughs> um, everybody seems to, you know, have a good um impression of me you know like or like relationship with me everybody i don't have you know i don't have anybody saying that what we're doing is nothing other than you know um the right thing mm -hmm. so um i guess there's exceptions to every rule mm -hmm. um so maybe there are some people but you know i really love that neighborhood and that area and um to know that my grandparents came from there. You know, Southside was always the cool side to me. Like, man, all the girls live in Southside. <laughs> like, Meadowbrook's over there. <laughs> Huguenot's over there. It's like, ah. Um, no, nah, I'm just joking. But yeah, no, I, I, um, I'm, I hope that I'm as received as I, you know, as I'm perceived. Do you ever like find any, any problems, I guess, like being, Black business owner over in Manchester with all these non-black mm, folks. Violent problems. Violent problems, political, socio-economic kind of. Um, wow, no, <laughs> no. Why are you so cowardly? <laughs> No problems. No, no, no. I mean, you know, life life has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. But no, nah, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any issues. I think um, a lot of these developers and residents all want the same thing, and we need to stop complaining mm -hmm. as much as we do and start doing. And Parker, my son, can't complain to me about anything without like a solution mm. so i'm just focusing on people who are solution oriented developers that are solution oriented residents former and present and um, that's probably the only people that i run into that have an issue with me or you know what we're doing is that you know i'm 
I have that stance on it. You know, mm-hmm. I would I would focus <laughs> rather on I would rather focus on the productivity of it and not the com, you know complaint part because I don't even accept that from my son. Sure. You know, <laughs> what the fuck are you complaining about, bro? Marching around, everybody's marching, everybody's complaining. But you know, a lot of the leaders of the marches mm-hmm. are doing something. And I'm just using marches as like a general term, but a lot of these people who complain about it, yeah, they're doing stuff, but you know, they have crowds of people that just like share shit and nobody's really doing making any work happen. They're just complaining. You know. like to thank Keller Wilson for providing the original sounds for this podcast. Follow him on Instagram at Keller Wilson Design or view his website by going to KellerWilson.com. That's K-E-L-L-O-R Wilson. We'll be back in a second. You brought up this interesting point earlier about violent crimes and over in the area, um, and me asking about if that's what I was talking about. I wanted to recap on the situation and the talk we had earlier um, when you walked in the house. I had never been asked if somebody could unload their gun before. My oldest brother is a police officer for Richmond uh, Police Department. Oh, wow. Um, And so he just kind of comes in. I used to live with him. I moved back from Texas. He just That would be the first thing he did when he came in the house because he has a, I want to say a few, is nine now. Um, but my nephew's always touching stuff, so he didn't want any, you know, mm. potential problems to arise. But we, we had jumped into the conversation of gun violence and gun ownership in Richmond, in Virginia, in this nation as a human being. Um, do you mind talking about that a little bit more? Um, yes. About my gun ownership? Yeah. You're, you're yeah. No, I mean, I was saying that I... I I was um, not interested in owning a weapon until I uh, met my son, you know, and so now all of that's changed. And so since I believe, you know, um, it's more likely that something um, uh, that I don't want to happen to me or my family could happen, Mm -hmm. I would rather protect myself, you know. And it's really sad because, like I was saying, if you draw on somebody, it's not the movies, you know, you're, you're definitely going to squeeze the trigger. Mm-hmm. Nerves, nerves will get to you, just, you know, so I can't see that, though. I was... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that's what, that's what, you know, I'm, I am pro-Second Amendment because... I feel like we need it, and I am hopeful that um, <clears throat> there are, are more measures put in place for us to make it difficult and earned, and mm-hmm. it should be an earned thing. You know, mm-hmm. fucking healthcare should be a earned thing, or what do they call it? What, what do the Republicans call it? Like, if health health healthcare should is not a it's a non essential right yeah not a right it's a privilege right there you go privilege yeah exactly uh 
then gun ownership, my nigga, should be like a privilege. A privilege. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know. But it was really easy to get my weapon, my baby. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> a little and, beautiful brown baby he's got over yes, here. <laughs> yes. Tan desert. Cool. Desert is the color. Oh, the desert. Yeah. I like that. That's that's uh, spooky. <laughs> And um, so sad because I needed something more practical, a revolver, some shit like that. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, nah, I want this fucking James Bond and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet James Bond gun. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Do you ever feel like, um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like in Richmond we've had all these incidences of um, black business owners needing to protect themselves. Um, specifically, you know, when we have. Uh, renaissance areas like Jackson War where their white folks would just build a highway through it, right? Or you have instances like in Green, uh, like Greenwood, Oklahoma, where we have black businesses driving on Black Wall Street, and then out of nowhere <laughs> white folks come through and burn the whole place down. Just terrorize every single business in there. But we don't have Greenwood, Oklahoma anymore. All out of jealousy and the thought that black folks are taking quote unquote our jobs and our money right same kind of rhetoric that 45 is now um preaching about the essays exactly yes yes can you say that (laughs) exactly can you do you feel like you need that for more for for more um to, to be able to keep this business open like do you have any fears um because i'm black Cause I'm black. Yeah. Um, you know, my stance on race is quite uh, different than most folks. I will say that although I agree that I, I have certain, uh, you know, certain rights that are probably not respected if I were a different color, mm-hmm. you know, I try not to really, um, really like um, quantify like I don't know the opposite of my privilege like whatever that is like for example I'm black somebody might have uh, be suffering from depression white person somebody's mom might have just died somebody had HIV you know and so like I always look at it from the perspective of I'm really not, can't change anything about my race. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about anybody's like problem with my color mm-hmm. that's for or against. I'm trying to be productive in life, you know? And so like, I'm so much worried about paying my bills and paying my loans back that like, I can't concentrate on being black. You know, mm-hmm. I can't concentrate on what that gives me or doesn't give me, you know? I do think and I hope that I give the rep. Uh, the like uh, I hope that people look at me as someone who um, understands our position as people in this country and what you, how we should be living but also understands that I don't have time to talk about it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like not like not right now but just like I don't I don't want to be that person to worry about it mm-hmm. you know um, now I guess I can give you a more direct answer to your question I don't I don't think about it personally you mm-hmm. know I don't think that I'm at a disadvantage, um, but that's me. You know, I don't, I don't think that doesn't mean that I don't think a lot of black people are. I just think that I have a lot of privilege. I've been, I studied under a lot of good people. Um, my father was a good person. My grandmother was a good woman. 
my mom, my aunts, my sister, like I've been a fortunate person. So although I might not be financially blessed, I'm like doing the stuff that I should be doing. It's like, you know, look at this fucking like circle around me. It's like anybody with that type of circle should win in life, you know. Uh, so I always think family is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. That's a Cosby moment. <laughs> well, can you even say that anymore? You can't say that. Well, you Cosby show like moment. There we go. <laughs> But, um, so do you think that your family kind of gives you the advantage, you know, learning the lessons that you learned yes. from them and everything? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The circle, right? It's like mm-hmm. the family's at 65% of the pie, the friends at 30%, you know, and then the, the choices that I make, you know, in life, I don't really control my life. It's like 15% me, you know, mm-hmm. but it's usually just the people that I'm around because, my niggas that only be around people in the hood are only doing shit that niggas in the hood do. That's no disrespect, you know, that's what people do. The rich people are doing what rich people do. The students are doing what students do. The people who are working jobs are doing what they do. I'm working a business and I'm around business owners and I just, um, I don't know how we ain't got on that shit. It's the company that you keep. Yes, it's the company that you keep. That's great. Thanks for tying that in for me. Is that, uh, how do I put this? You think it's difficult to kind of replicate this process if people don't have the correct people around them? I don't think that I have succeeded to the point that I know that I'll be open Mm -hmm. forever to say that with any sort of confidence. Mm -hmm. People look at the branding of brewers and don't see the struggle Mm -hmm. on paper and in a bank account and what it really takes um, that I don't think that I have any clout to say that. You know, <laughs> seriously. I have made some decisions that keep me open this far, but that's just will. You know, people think that I deserve some sort of kudos over other people that have thrown in the towel. Nah, I just, you know, my will might be a little stronger and I, and I might have other options that I've, like, so been able to... what drives you to make those these decisions, though? Just fucking gut, you know. <laughs> It's gut decisions. That's it. So you're you're very uh, spontaneous, would you say? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think when I was a little more, when I was younger, I was I would somebody would describe me as spontaneous. That would be a, <laughs> a very good description of me, you know. But in this context, yeah, I, I would say that I'm spontaneous. I so, don't really put a lot of thought into a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give us the background of how you got to this point. Like, what was the cutoff decision? What was the aha moment to open a business for you? All right. Here's a cool story. I got cool fucking stories. That's what I would give We love cool fucking forever. stories. So, that used to be a Ralph Northam. Here. Shout out to the Northams. Yeah. All right. I quit my job November 18, 2014. Cool. Um, this lady I used to work with, very bright person, uh, but was um, somebody that I didn't get along with. And so I quit one day and as, as I was, um, as she left my office and I pondered what I was going to do, call Colonel Kaiserman and talk to him, try to get some more money or call my ex not now, but my son's mother and ask her to talk me off the ledge mm-hmm. or I was just going to fucking do that shit, you know? And so I was like, fucking, I'm going to do it because it's all just chance anyway like what the fuck why do i have to build my life up to like oh i love this thing so i was like fuck it i should just walk the fuck out of here and i said that shit out loud and um (laughs) 
And I said it out loud again, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. I like it with that sound. <laughs> I walked in their office. I you know, put my two weeks in, and um, I brought out North because every time he sees me, he tells me that story. You know, two, two times, you know, two times, we like, he'll bring the shit up, and he'll say it. Mm-hmm. He'll say this, and he's like, he'll tell me, tell, tell like, uh, he introduced <laughs> me to some somebody, lieutenant somebody, and he was like, he'll tell, uh, and t- tell him, uh, Tell them how you quit your job. <laughs> you know, like, yo, this is funny as shit. So I'm gonna say it, you know, once in a lifetime shit. But I don't think a lot of people actually know what you did before you. Yeah, tell us about brewers. that job. Because we we didn't talk about that in the beginning. <laughs> it's a pretty cushy job, right? Uh, cushy. What describe cushy? It was healthcare, financially stable. Um, you were in New York. Well. Um, uh, I was in Richmond and in D.C. Able to live in D.C.? Like, I mean, that's a stretch term. Yeah. <laughs> Able? <laughs> I was stretching it. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I was a stockbroker um, that was um, sometimes as assistant work, sometimes as analyst work, sometimes as like an online advisor work. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was able to be an investment consultant for a few years um, and um, for a year, I should say, at TD. And um, it was cool. Yeah, I was I was um, I was a moderately OK person uh, financially. <laughs> moderately OK. <laughs> moderately OK. Uh, no, I um, I looked at myself as just, you know, an average adult you know mm-hmm. was just existing and paying bills and saving a little bit dreams of marriage and shopping and all of that stupid shit you're my big offense yeah man that shit was cool everybody <coughs> that thing, you know, some people don't some people some people don't. um but yeah um what was i going with that? there's a psychological term for that it's called pink clouding what, is, really? what does that mean? Pink clouding. It's when, so like, let's say you're going through a situation that's not exactly pleasurable, mm-hmm. right? You know, you hate your job or mm-hmm. you hate your spouse or you hate the area you live or whatever. You create this kind of bubble of all of the quote unquote good things in your life. Now, they may not be things that you actually care about, but they would be what other people would consider yeah. good things. And you serve yourself in it. It's pink clouding. It's a term usually used for people who are survivors of traumatic events, but it also applies to everyday life because everyday people pink cloud. Mm-hmm. They make themselves comfortable with their surroundings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're happy, though. Most people who are pink clouding are severely depressed. Sorry. Got it. That's great. But I... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um... Talking about DC, uh, love living love DC. I'm, I'm, you know, I was not as unhappy as I'm making it out to be. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my life. I knew it was not on the track that I wanted, mm-hmm. so I turned the, you know, I turned it. That's all. But I definitely enjoyed my twenty somethings. I at the time had a beautiful woman. I was living in a nice city. We were hanging out, you know, you know, having a normal life. And then we got, then my son came, and really. You know, subconsciously, the shit had to change because I just was like, you know, all right, now is definitely the time. Like, I'm not going to do this shit while he's like watching me do this. Fuck that. 
Um, so that's really what happened. So, so that's difficult, right? I think a lot of you know our, the podcast focuses on entrepreneurism and telling specifically minorities why they can do it. You brought a whole nother variable into the game, right? When you had Parker. Yeah. And then did you leave your job before or after Parker was born? I quit when he was three months old. Parker was three months old and I quit. That must have gone over very well at home. Yeah, that is the perfect <laughs> description of that. One. Perfect attitude and all. You know, I don't, that was such a long time ago. I don't even remember how that was received, but I think as I look back at how things played out, it probably wasn't the right decision for that family unit uh, mm-hmm. at the time. But, you know, it's all good because I could have kept that and that would have went, took life in one direction, but, you know, this happened and I'm not really married to any particular direction in my life. You know, I don't. I don't really care which way it goes as long as it's you know, positive, overall positivity. What is that, I guess? Bring a little weed with it next time. <laughs> <laughs> what is a... What is a, what is a positive direction for you? Yeah. What does that look like? Thank you for... A high direction. Serious answer. I'm just joking. <laughs> um... What's a positive direction? Yeah, like what do you consider a step in the right direction? I would like to do whatever I want to, whenever I want to, mm. and be able to afford it. Fair. Mm. That's all I really want in life. The real American dream. There we go. <laughs> how, how do you feel entrepreneurism has kind of put you closer to that? I could do whatever I want to, whenever I want to. I do not have the money yet. <laughs> I am so far from the money. I am so much in, and not bad debt. Like I really uh-huh. would love for like an angel donor to just take care of it for me. <laughs> but it's not that severe of a uh-huh. situation. It's just like, when will I catch this break? Yeah, That's it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but shit, you can't fire on all cylinders. I can't be like, have my wife. And be fucking rich and live my life out. Like, you gotta hurt some places to grow, you know? Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's necessary, but that's what motherfuckers tell me. People are always telling me that. You gotta break down, we gotta destroy the bill. All right, whatever. No, you don't. Just do the right things <laughs> all the time, guys. Stop fucking over with people. Do you, um. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, do, you, do you feel like entrepreneurism? still is unequivocally the right direction for you to have gone in. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I don't believe in um, destiny and Mm -hmm. fate and my callings and purposes. I don't believe in any other thing. I think think that we choose what we want to do in life and right now. I think if somebody would have offered me a job and I would have the two jobs I'd got rejected for him. Um, great salary, great benefit, mm-hmm. step up in my field. Um, both told me no. If they would have told me yeah for the amount of money that they were giving me, I would have just taken that shit. Um, I just had, like, the, the timing was just so, oh, I'm so sorry. Guys. Are you good? Yeah. The timing was so perfect and um, how that all played out because they just didn't call me back. So, like, I don't know what the right decision is. You know, I just 
was it the, it was the position decision. you were yeah yeah, yeah presented I was like, with. Right, I'll go apply for jobs. I started uh, auditioning for movies. I, I did stand up with the Funny Bone like two or three times. I did like DC Improv. I want Improv. that to happen. That would be funny. Right? <laughs> that would be funny. Too. I want that. Look, the banter is cool, but the stand up shit was tough <laughs> for real. It was really tough. I did I did a good I did a good like once or twice, and then the other time was just complete bombs i would have kept going but it was just like i got a loan for the business so it was like just go after that shit so are you gonna open up like improv or comedy night at brewers we do comedy nights first and third sundays at brewers every every first and third sunday See, obviously it's, it's that was a plug for a year <laughs> i need to uh do better on promoting that shit, but you know you gotta get on social media. you don't have time for all of that stuff like what does your to-do list look like on a normal day it's mostly social media i'm just on my phone like this all day long seriously I feel like I'm on my phone more than anything. You should probably hire somebody to do your social media, though. I am waiting to be able to afford that. No. I, I, I've done the numbers. I would love to do that. Hire somebody who's an intern. Well, you don't we, have to we, be them. Well, the thing is, is we have those people. I have those people around me that do that. Mm-hmm. But I also have things that I'm at, and I'm like mm-hmm. a brand. I want to post things and do things and promote things. And... Um, you know, that is a lot, you know, it is a lot. That's probably why everything doesn't happen all the time right. because there's so much to do. It's know? always a lot. That's, I feel like that's the bad part about business though, right? Where it's like when you go in by yourself, it's literally all on your shoulders. Yeah. Like anybody else who signs up for something is there. Larry but... King, man. Explain that. Larry King? Yeah, I know who Larry King is. But you he... remember he used to sit, his shoulders used to be high as hell. <laughs> You don't remember that shit? No, I got the distinct like, shoulder look. Like, oh. Larry. He really does. He, he's happy. He sits like. After he was happy? Leonardo. Larry King, he knows is after he was happy. After he, he was happy, so he didn't sit like that anymore? Yeah. But like really? back, yeah, but like back in the day, he did. Oh, shit. He wasn't happy? Why did y'all say that? He was married to a person who apparently wasn't very nice. This Larry King? So he was just tense all the time? Yeah. Bad relationships will do that. Yeah. Too. Oh, he looks normal now. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I don't. How do you do it every day? I mean, I have to. You have a choice, right? Yeah, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to do it all. Thank you so much. You know, some people say there are people in my life that think that I like crave attention and I want to do it all by myself. I'm just like, I have to, bro. What are my choices? What would you say? I'm not going to go back to work. I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to like work my ass off Mm -hmm. all the time. So, you know, some people have a complaint about me a lot, you know, but it's all good. You know, overall, it's like a Seinfeld episode, speaking of Seinfeld, it's like 50-50. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, like, you know, whatever. I don't care. It's starting to sound like a lot of Wale, like... Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what he talks he talks like that? No, nah, he always has, like, the Seinfeld-themed albums. Oh, yeah, he yeah. loves Seinfeld. Yeah. I love Seinfeld. I've never seen it. Seinfeld before. Really? I've seen a one episode. To, you would have to get into it. I just don't think that you would get into it nowadays, right? Well, you, you wouldn't think anything like that would be funny. Though. Yeah. He has a, uh, the one episode I've seen was, like, when he was picking his nose at the light or something. And the girls. Yeah, that was just kind of cheesy, funny. Like, it wasn't yeah. all. It's like Lil Wayne back in the day. I mean, Wayne used to give you fire, be like fire emojis, and then something weird. Mm. You know, it's Seinfeld, but yeah, it's yeah. so over the top funny to me. And it's very <coughs> niche, which is why people really like it, because, like, the people who don't understand it, <coughs> it's like they were looking. You're right. You do have.
I feel like you're really investing in Parker's future. Like you have, you know, Parker's candy stands too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's, I think that it's important to try to do something, you know, because you know that's all you can do. Everybody thinks it's a, it's an impossible feat, you know, the American dream or to achieve wealth or freedom. But I mean, you gotta jump out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe my shit don't bounce, and I'll just have to go back to work, you know. <laughs> and that's all good too. But I, you know, I want to at least take a shot, you know. Take one little shot. I don't, I don't look at myself as some sort of guru or like I know it or I'm figuring it out because I'm telling you, it's still hard right now. <laughs> so yeah. you never know. I mean, the wisest man is the one in the room who knows he knows nothing. So that's maybe. But you know, that's some you know retrospect look back at how wise I was type of bullshit. Niggas is starving right now right yeah <laughs> so it's like i i do respect the fact that i am humble about it but you know you know you gotta i'm in the storm now so it's like you don't know if you're if it'll work you don't know if you're you know people are like oh you should do classes and stuff like teach people what what the fuck am i gonna teach people mm. so do you ever feel like you know is <coughs> able to teach bless you you feel like you're able to teach Thank Parker you. the way you want to, to like yeah. follow this path and then, but also yeah, yeah. I mean I do I do again I do my best you know like I don't have uh, I don't I don't do it all right you know but I think I do my best I think I think everything that I want Parker to do right now he does mm-hmm. you know and that's not a lot you know it's just like the direction I want to see him growing like as his father you know is important so. Um, I see, I see, uh, I see, I see him um, benefiting greatly from my presence in his life for sure. Yeah. So I think Parker has actually seen more of Richmond by bike than I have in my entire twenty six years of living. Shout out to P man, come everywhere with me. I'm so glad that that <laughs> shit can happen. Right I don't think I've actually been on AJ's Instagram story in like the last year or so. Where Parker hasn't been there riding a bike. Mm-hmm. What was that? How do you find time to like teach him how to do stuff like that? Um, well, understand that like a lot of my busyness is uh-huh. with my son. Yeah. Whether it's doing something for him or his business or just being with him, like to me, my job is his father. You know, and so like I be thinking sometimes I'd be across the street from the shop. It'd be slow over there, but three people be working, and I just like fuck. I should just go send one by home and then go and work. But I got a whole job with him, so it's like. Uh, I got a lot of time for him because, you know, he's priority, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, you don't see stuff like the Waffle Shop opening quickly or a mm-hmm. Second Brewer's Cafe opening quickly because I got a whole lot of important things to do with Parker's. Number he one. takes up at least 50% of this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, making sure we bike. I'm, make, I'm making sure we spend a lot of time together, mm-hmm. a lot of time. Um, and then I'm making sure that I got it. Not only do I feel like I need to be present with him, but... He, I got to also make sure he hangs out with friends and goes plays with people and does fun shit and put them around kids. But, yeah, that's the best part about it all, for real. Get to see him watch what, you know, his father's doing. You know, through his eyes, it's like I get to live again as a kid, so. Yeah. I, feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's tough, right? Because we always hear these stories about... Um, single black fathers specifically and single black mothers who can't take the risk you're taking, right? Um, and raising Parker without, you, you have this ability, but like 
that, like you said earlier, you know, brewers might not be open forever. We're going to crowdfund the shit out of it if you ever need us to. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, it, at, my heart goes out to people like you can take that risk, right? Because not a lot of people would be able to even fathom, like, not a lot of people have ideas like this in the first place. But you have this yeah. idea of taking its own legs, right? Like, how many magazines have you been in and how many you know crazy bro. i feel like i see your picture or at crazy. least parker's picture everywhere like shout out to park man crazy yeah no i mean that part definitely feel like you know we are hitting on all cylinders i don't know how our brand has been received so well but it certainly is respected and appreciated and I can't do anything but thank people for that type of love because that's the type of shit that keeps you together, you know, for real. What else is on your priority list for the rest of 2019? Um, okay, so yeah, so we're opening up the Brewers Waffles mm-hmm. and Milkshake Shop uh, next month. We'll probably open Brewers Cafe in Churchill in March. Um, do some more camping with my son this summer on the bike. He's getting a 20 inch. He's a brand ambassador for Pelo. Shout out to Pelo Bikes. And uh, he, uh, he's going to take uh, take one of their new bikes up to um, West Virginia, which is quite scary. <laughs> but once you get into the campgrounds, you feel really safe. So y'all, are y'all biking up to West Virginia? Or y'all driving oh, up there? biking to West Virginia. You know, people in Michigan do that. It might not no, be. People do do weird <laughs> stuff like that. I actually am, but and I don't know if he's ready. Fuck, man. Um, I'm gonna do a bike, like kidney fundraiser mm-hmm. ride with Pete from here to Williamsburg, which is 59. But I don't think he's ready for it, and we're gonna do it this summer. But um, is that like the Capitol Trail thing? Yeah. 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 It's it's a lot. 50 miles is a lot. And, Anyway, we might do it next year. It would just would have been cool, like this five year over in fifty miles, but on a bike like that would yeah, be sick. It would have been crazy, but I don't wanna push him. He 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 probably would try, but I don't know, maybe we could still do it like, because we can get away with stopping for like twenty minutes because he's a fucking five year old. Like. So you got this thing where you like live life on your own terms pretty much, right? You know, you you didn't see a first Friday's event in the south side so you make one crazy you man. didn't see a coffee shop that was black owned in the south side crazy. or even really in south side at all so you make one um you know parker might not have a ramp or something so you make one you just all make it happen where there seems to be no other way to make it happen or nobody else is going to do it how why Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, maybe it's my circle, man. Just being able to see so many things as a as a person, you know, makes me like feel like I want to make the best decisions in life, and I don't I don't want to wait around for life to come to me. And I'm gonna just I'm gonna try some shit. But you know, that's right now. You know, so who knows what the future holds? It's like you gotta go after the times that you can, because you know. You know, if you can sneak out the house and your parents ain't going to find you, sneak out the house and come on back. You know what I'm saying? But if you can't, then, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to live around that life, living the life that I um, 
want to live, and that's really the metaphor for me. That's how most people are living. And I sneak out of the house, bro. What are they gonna do? Kick you out? No, they're not. Sneak out that? That's great. I feel like you should end on that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Dream Deferred. We had AJ Brewer on today, and we are so thankful, AJ, that you could come through and impart some knowledge on us. I just want to thank you for that introduction. I'll keep that in my heart. Still talking about introduction. I folded it up in the cutest little letter box and tucked it in my heart pocket right here. I think I love to hear that, man. You can see my heart grow a little bit more. It's a great introduction. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. Life. <laughs> I am somebody's coolest person. You hear that, y'all? Y'all need to get hired me to write your eulogies now. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna make me sign this flyer. That I would will. be cool. Uh, One day it's gonna be some weird shit like that. It's gonna be that's gonna be a profession. It's gonna be like that movie Her, right? Where it's like the dude gets hired to write love letters or whatever. Understood. I'll get hired to write intros. It's, it's weird. He falls in love with his computer. Um, another story that's though. Really weird. Uh. So once again, I'm your host, Christian. And Cayman. And we just had AJ Brewer. AJ, thank you. Thank you. Thank man. you so much. See y'all next time.